0: Hi, I'm Chip Sutterth, and welcome to episode 449 of the 2-Minute Time Lord podcast. Concentrated commentary on the worlds of Doctor Who, and this time, two things about the haunting of Villa Diodati. I can't recall the last time I enjoyed as much watching an episode of Doctor Who with an audience. Whether clustered around the television or in a really big room at a convention, The Haunting of Villa Diodati is the very definition of a crowd-pleaser. A classic haunted house story buttressed at one end with humor, including possibly the greatest cold open in the show's history, and at the other with a classic science fiction antagonist, the Doctor's second greatest nemesis. When the past and future overlap, layered with jump scares, you have an archetypal episode of Doctor Who. Today's podcast drops just one day before the season-ending two-parter, which launches from the Doctor's choice to give the lone Cyberman what it wants. But rather than speculate on where the story is going, I want to highlight two things that grabbed me in the eighth episode of the season. First up is the notion of an emotional Cyberman. The temptation to create exceptions to the rules, such as the only good Dalek, Is something writers have to be wary of. If you do it too often, what starts as subversive ends as turning your antagonists into generic bad guys. In the end, default Cybermen must remain emotionless or they're no different from default Daleks. It works in The Haunting of Villa Diodati for two reasons. One, Ashad is clearly an outlier. Two, He resonates with so many of Doctor Who's villains in series 11 and 12. He unapologetically chooses hate and brutality. This Doctor's optimism and humanity are put to their greatest test, not against calculating automatons, but against opponents who, with full agency and consciousness, reject everything she stands for. Second, when she's up against such high stakes, then everything she's been trying to convince herself of That she's one of the fam in a flat team structure just has to fall away. Last weekend, I stood on a stage at the Gallifrey One convention and said, God bless that flat team structure, because that's what I needed to see back in 2018. Try as the doctor might, though, she can't hide her responsibility or her power from her friends. Or should we call them companions now? I don't know that this is a breaking point between them, but it's a moment like the 10th Doctor saying that he can't spend the rest of his life with Rose, or the 12th admonishing Clara for her fragility. This Doctor has wanted to be human, and has been almost great at it, and that's why I've loved her. But she can't be human. Series 11 was accessible, simple, mostly warm, and welcoming. As we approach the end of series 12, it has built a more complex scaffolding from that necessary foundation. The Doctor is more complicated. The stakes are higher. And a two-parter that's been building ever since we met, oh, the Spy Master, is almost upon us. Let's talk about it tomorrow. More episodes of 2MTL are available at twominutetimelord.com, and I'm on Twitter at numeral2minutetimelord. Sorry for the delay, Gallifrey 1 was all-consuming. As you might tell from Radio Free Scarrow episode 729, in which I made a bit of an appearance praising a flat team structure that immediately got discounted in this week's episode. Thanks. See you next time.